Um, so we were in the middle of the Rashba, and the Rashba was talking about the Raya from the Gemara that not only not only do you not make a, a main shalosh if you have less than a shear, but even at Varinapashas. Now remember the structure of the Gemara. The Gemara began with uh, even and Rabbi Yochanan also holds that shlakos is ha'adama or it's not shahako because Rabbi Yochanan. Uh, made a Edezayis Maliach and Be'erachot Tzvila Besov. And why would he have made a Bracha Besov if you if you, if you make a Shahakal on Shlakos? Because then he wouldn't have made Ha'etz on the Olive. He would have made presumably a Shahakal and there would have been no Bracha Chorna. The Gemara said, well, you could have Bracha Bar Nefashos. So now, later in this discussion, uh, the Gemara asked the question. The Gemara asked the question that Hakor Yochanan make a bracha for. And most of the Bishonim, by the way, seem to have this gersa a besofe In other words, even though it's not an Arab Gemara, and Tosos doesn't seem to have it, uh, and maybe the Rish doesn't have it either. The Rish, you know, at least doesn't quote it. But it, let's assume most of the Bishonim have it explicitly. That the question of Yirmiyah was, why is there a bracha for? There's no question about bracha Bishonim. So when he said. What was Rav Yirmiyah responding to? Was he responding to the true version of the story, which is Rav Yochanan made Ha'etzah and Shalosh, and the question is, why did he make an Ein Shalosh? Or is he responding to the Dechia that the Gemara has, the Dechia of, oh, maybe he was a Boreh Nefashos. So even in that, was Rav Yirmiyah questioning even in that case? That, that was where we were up to. So who was reading the Rashba? You get to continue. That so rarely happens. Go ahead. So he says, uh, Umashma. It's, um, if it's on the standard printout, it's the first word on the line. It's about uh, nine words into the paragraph. Okay, now the truth is, that's not so compelling. He says it's mashma that way. Why is it mashma that way? Why is it mashma that way? Right? Well, uh, why do you assume? No, no, one second. Where do you see? Where do you see that Yermia is involved in the Shachvatai earlier? Nobody said the Gemara's answer, Bishlama, that whole Shachvatai uh, is the stem of the Gemara. So how? So. Uh, I guess Rizir, Rizir is, is the one I was talking before. It starts with discussion of. Yeah, but so so I think that the Rashi would just say that the layout of the sugya has one flow into the other, but you could be docha the Rashi, and that's why maybe he says mashma because that is the sum of the Gemara talking. That's not Rabbi Yirmi or Zira talking, and therefore it may be that the whole dialogue of Rabbi Yirmi is going back on the obvious reading of Yochan that he made a boy pre-eight and a in shalosh. So you don't have any raya. Because when he asked that, why did he make a bracha achrona? There was no shear. You don't have a raya that that was going on barnefashos. That might have been only going on in shalosh. So that would not exclude the possibility that the that is not really introduced by the re, uh, but is introduced uh, that somehow introduced in light of the re that barnefashos doesn't require shear. That you would do two things here. Number one, you would reduce when you have less than a shear. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. No, let's say, no, la fugitory. La fugitory. Okay, so now he continues. La filu tomar. If you would someone, if you would under a register, uh, come 
So in other words, if he's only responding to the originally Reb Zera thing, and not even the way, not even the way, uh, uh, not the way the, the Gemara itself presents it, so if that's the case, so if you, even if you want to say that there's no raya, and you can only prove to many chalosh, and you would say maybe burn a you would make on less than a shear. Okay, so he says that the only way brachos <coughs> differ from one substance to another is with shinri hamim or if shinu of the object, which makes it like a different min, which is a not unreasonable statement, but it, it could be unpacked a little bit. <laughs> Meaning, in Yeridea, when we talk about minim, mendomino, just as an example, so that has one definition. I don't expect any of you to know that, but in Yeridea, when we talk about mendomino, it usually refers to flavor. So mendomino, mendomino has to do with flavor. Yesterday we saw in Halacha, when it came to uh, wine and so there the definition of tuminim is somewhat different presumably it is tied to the probability of tasting the same but it's, it's not just that because remember if you take two, barrel, two bottles of wine which were pulled out of the vat before 40 days that's called tuminim now it may be because the assumption is they might not have exactly the same flavors that could also be a flavor issue here but here, the writer is saying that when you change the form of something, it's like it's a different min. So wheat kernels are one min, and flour is another min, and bread is another min. So changing the form makes it a min acher. Um, that's why the bracha changes between two the same food substance. But the idea that because you have more or less of a food, that should change the bracha, that the Rashbah says makes absolutely no sense, of course except for when it doesn't. So he immediately understands the problem. He and the Ra'a face this very same issue. What does he say? Continue. <coughs> oh. So that's the immediate obvious case that would suggest that his hypothesis is wrong. Pasta Babikistan. I have a box of devil dogs. You know what devil dogs are? Like that? Devil dogs and, and, and rice cakes, rice wheels, and cottage cheese. That's what I have. Okay. So, anyway, devil dogs are these, actually not really, you have good tasting once you taste good cake. Uh, with a, it, it's like two, like, uh, oval-shaped uh, cake crackers, not crackers, they're really soft, with cream in the middle. They're, they're, they're cousins of ring things, uh, you know what those are. So, uh, these foods that I grew up with, because they were kosher and they're terrible. 
uh, terrible for you, and they really actually don't taste that good. So, uh, what's that? I mean, you have to understand, for you, there's no nostalgia in it. You grew up in a world where you had everything. I, I have someone in my shop this year who's now probably, he's probably in his mid-60s, and he grew up in the Lower East Side, and when he brings food, for, when he says we have to bring food for the year, so the standard stuff, but he always brings yodels for us to stick in the freezer. But they're, they're really not that good, and if you don't, if it doesn't sort of bring back your childhood to you, there's really no point in doing it. So, anyway. Um, so, anyway, so, this, so the bottom line is you have one devil dog, or two devil dogs, you make them as owners. You eat a box of devil dogs, you need, A, you need your head examined, B, you have to make hummus, and you have to wash and make hummus, and bench. So what do you mean that the brothers don't change with the shinui hashir? So, the Rashba says, nope. That's not a question, because Loi, go ahead. <coughs> wow, that's really interesting. This is very brisk. Right? This is... Uh, the, the, the way you're eating it causes a change in the chatzah. Well, I didn't buy it. I don't know if I'm, yeah, I don't know if I'm convinced by what he means by men here. It's a bold statement. He's saying that this is now, it's really wild. But it also feels very ad hoc. Oh, well, that's part of the reason why it's sure. wild. It's sort of like, because I eat more of it or I eat less of it. By the way, know that the formulation at least he starts with is that when you eat less of it, it's Dishkana Mimina. Now, you know, we would say, what are you eating? In one case, we'd say you eat a meal. I mean, not a very healthy meal. Uh, I mean, you could pick something a little bit better. I'll, I'll give you a much, much, much better example of this. Triscuits. Let's say you have triscuits and hummus. So if you make a lunch or, or a dinner out of triscuits and hummus, I don't know if anybody would do it for breakfast, but the same thing for breakfast, and you eat, you know, not just a few, but you actually eat your meal out of it, you need to wash and bench. Those triscuits are passed out of Now, and those are certainly much healthier than the devil dogs, that's for sure. But they don't taste as good, but they're much healthier. So you're going to argue that when you eat a couple of Triscuits, so that is a snack. When you eat, uh, you know, half a box of Triscuits, that's a meal. It's true, but the Triscuits are Triscuits. So the idea that the function of why you're eating changes what you're eating is a really... It's quite a novel concept. Let's put it that way. Also, why is he <coughs> so sure that change of shear can't come with change of bracha? Maybe change of shear comes with change of men. Well, no, he would say change of men can yield bracha. But he, what he is arguing is that the difference between we're not talking, the difference between a kazayas versus less than a kazayas is not a change in function of the food. It's just oh, the shear. Okay. And that is true, by the way. In other words, everything requires a line. But when I distinguish between Pachos Mikazayas and a Kazayas, that is a shear. Yeah. That's simply a fixed shear in Allah. When I talk about a Kazayas versus, you know, Kedai Suda, then I'm no longer talking about a difference in shear. I am talking about something that is fundamentally different. You might say where quantitative distance becomes a qualitative difference. It's still a huge leap. It's still a huge leap on the part of that father. This is really... Uh, by the way, note also the Ra'a says the same thing. Like they're not, uh, and most we shown him who assume like the Rashba, I think that the, I, I, it's hard to say most we shown him, but Benyon and Tosos don't fully agree with the Rashba. Um, 
but a lot, but it would seem the Rambam certainly, as far as I know, has no case otherwise. So, um, you know, one could accept the Rashba's principle. Rashba's din without arguing accepting his principle. Right? You could say that we have no reason to think that the bracha uh, changes based upon the shear because the Gemara never says so, and why should it? Now, in the case of Pasuk it's not that it's a minachet. It's that the Gemara says that when you eat it as a, in other words, the birchas samazon and and hamotzi uh, were meant on a meal. That's what those brachos were about. Mizonos and alamichia was for stuff. Sometimes you have stuff that's meal food, but it's not bread. Or when you have something that might have been sort of bread-like, but it's not really stuff that you're using for a meal. So they, the Chacham instituted hamotzi, right? Yeah, that, uh, that doesn't mean a person I don't think it means a person cannot live on bread alone it means a person is not supposed to live on bread alone or it means you spiritually you can't live on bread alone but in the physical world you can live on bread alone so when you talk about something that's the food that sustains you devil dogs do not sustain you so that has, doesn't have to be because it's a min and when you eat a full box of devil dogs well it's it will sustain you, not in the best of ways, but it will sustain you. So it's not that the, it's a different min, it's that lechem is the food that you eat for your sustenance, and birchas amazon is after you've eaten lechem. <coughs> so it's not that the min is nishtana, it's that the whole purpose of the, those two brachos were different. If you think about, and ironically, as much as the Rashba tries to distance himself from the Ravid, the Ravid shita is not crazy. How he reads the Yushalmi, and it's going to be a little bit difficult, or or what the Ravid actually held, but the notion, let's just take the simple Ravid, if you cross out the Yushalmi, the Ravid that says that if you eat less than a Kazayas, a bona fide lechem, what bracha do you make? And bracha chorna? Um, um, Why? Because when Kazayas is the minimum shear, the Rabbanon, Midaraisa it would be Kedai Sviya, but they laugh about Kazayas, but fundamentally it's because Kedai Sviya is your meal. Eating less than a Kazayas is just Arai, Tachilas Arai. So it's no longer lechem. It's no longer you know make berachas hamazon. So you don't have to. As you can, you don't need to resort to the Rashba's very fine parsing of what it means to be tuminim in order to explain pasavavikista. And even if you would wanted to adopt the Rashba's position generally, I think you'd do that as well without having to venture into this. The svara is sufficient. It's just because you have a little more, a little less, doesn't change the the. the the bracha on the food. Hasam of the kisner is exceptional. But he feels the need to sort of put it into this category that pasam of the kisner eaten one way is a different min than pasam of the kisner eaten another way. Okay, now what is interesting, as I mentioned before, is the way, this, I don't know if he formulates it anywhere else differently, but here he says, when pasam of the kisner, you know, when you don't make hamotzi on it, um, it would mean when you eat less than a sheer suda, it's because it's considered mishtana minino, which is interesting. It means that pasam of the kisner the default is pas, and the non-default is, well, it's not pas anymore, it's something else, it's snap. Which is very, not the way I would have chosen to formulate it. Um, Shimmy? No, no, it kind of makes sense, because like, for every other day, it's already pas. For every like other day. Uh, okay, anything else? I don't know. <laughs> Jay? It makes sense, because you would have, like the whole Whole bit of pasta with a kiss, and like, you would have thought that the hamotzi okay. except that is a special dinner. I, I hear, but why is it that you don't make hamotzi on it? Well, because it's a special dinner, but you would have. Okay, what is the special dinner? 
not a it's dessert. It's not a meal, yeah. Right? It's not, it's not bread that people eat as a meal. So, really, should it have been considered? This is an interesting question. I don't know if we're going to have a real afternoon. Is it that Pasa Babakistan is fundamentally lachem, but uh, if you don't eat enough of it, we treat it differently? Or is Pasa Babakistan, because it's eaten for a different function usually, not really considered lachem, but since it's made of the basic ingredients of lachem, once we eat enough of it, we treat it as lachem. Shimi's point is not a bad point. That midaraisa is considered because it's chayav and chalav. That was the surgery we did that last semester. Okay, I hear uh, that. That if I think it makes it also a little bit easier to read the commentary that we say at least something which is not listening is hamozi Sudan and hamozi Rechos of Pesach. So you're saying matzah also. You're saying lachem. It also has a different lachem for for Pesach. Right. And it doesn't say there when you're going to Hashira. It says going to Hashira for Pesach. Okay. So I, I, I hear. I, I, I'm persuaded that it really is lachem. And this. And, and but when you eat very little of it, it's Mishkanamimina. That, I'm not so persuaded, but that's the Rashba's, you know, novel thesis. Okay. Um, fine. Go ahead. This is very hard to understand what he's talking about. Firstly, on this superficial reading, he has now reversed course here. That's number one. Now, all of a sudden, he says that that you sh- and if you want a raya that it's a different min uh, is that by regular bread you, no, even a kazai sine kamotzi but a kazai of possible kistin you make mizonos but when you're kovea Allah suda then you have turned it into regular bread so the first thing you can see here he is now he wasn't being so careful when he formulated the first time because he seems to go back and forth. But the key question is, what is this next line? So here he comes back to it. So he's still saying that the min is pas and the nishtana means turn to pas the kissim. But here's my question for you. Uh, why does he bring this example? He has something in mind, meaning... We, you all know the dinner already. Uh, well, I hope you know all the dinner already, which is that when you eat a, let's say you're a college student, and well, how many slices of pizza, assuming as many folks can do that pizza possibly like this, and how many pizza slices constitute a meal for a college student? We, we possibly three, 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 having something else with it. Okay. If you're eating pizza alone, the, the mascara, where you said three pieces, three slices. Okay. Let's say you are... A, uh, you're, you're the uh, what was his name Michael Phelps he used to eat like 9,000 calories a day when he's in training I don't know how you can get that much food in you I don't think he was probably not eating total garbage is my guess but probably a lot of carbs but, um, so, so here's the deal you're Michael Phelps and you three, three pieces you just polish that off as like a morsel so what's the halacha so the shulchan, the, the, Rishon, the Gemara says and the Shulchan Ar-Paskin is not in dispute, that kosha acherim kovet alav, 
So even if for you it's not it's not Kriyas, you make Hamotzi and you vanish. So what did the Rashka gain? He, 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 that is crucial to his point. Right? Because all he's added in this paragraph is, this is the proof. The proof that, the proof to what he's been saying is that when you eat a shear that others are koveya love, even though you're not koveya, you bench. You wash your bench. Okay. So maybe you would have said that really the whole din is relying on the user experience. Okay. But really, it's actually something built into the food itself. It has nothing to do with the See, he didn't go to Gush. He didn't go to Gush or Gush Acolytes. So he got to Gush. I could use the terminology. <laughs> I, I'm glad you said the way you said it. Terminology can sometimes obscure. It's sometimes useful and it can sometimes obscure. What you basically just said is you might have thought it's a dinner in the Gavra, meaning the way he's eating it, the Pu'ula. But the fact that it's not determined upon you personally, but what is the norm, uh, uh, he, he invokes as an argument that you see it's actually the myth. Now, that is not, I don't find that, that is a pretty clear to me what the Rashba is doing. That's why he goes through this whole acrobatics. Like, what is he quoting this obscure case for? The answer is to show that it's not about you, it's about the food. Yeah, but it's the, we, we set the shear on the food because often halacha likes to do that. Halacha, halacha always, which one of the great tensions that exists in many areas of halacha is the balance between the objective and the subjective. Right? There are many times that we're going to say in halacha that it depends upon you, what you're doing, why you're doing. So this is an area we might have said, your meal versus your snack. So the halacha here says no. Here we look at it as what would somebody, an average person like you, do for their meal versus for their snack. So he's taking that to mean, therefore you see it's a din of the You see, but if we're a din of the I would have thought what? And, and maybe he would say this actually. It's against the Mishnaburah. I mean, the Rashi doesn't like telling the Mishnaburah if he wants. Um, and that is a picky about it. Maybe it means that he would disagree with the Mishnaburah. The Mishnaburah says that the way you determine Koshacherim Kohim, I gave you the example of what do college students do? What eight year olds do is something different. An eight year old who eats one slice of pizza, you're going to tell them that they should wash and bench. A college student, you might tell three pieces. Uh, a, an adult, a regular adult, you're adults. But, or some of you are pretending to be. Uh, maybe, some, maybe all of us are pretending to be. But an adult, a real adult, you know, who's 40 years old, two pieces for them is Kriya Suda. So Nishra Bruce says, you look at your category. You don't say, you know, you don't say if you have an 8-year-old, well, until the 8-year-old three, eats three slices, they don't wash and bench. Now, that runs contrary to the spirit of the Rashba, because that means it really is not a din in the food. It's a din in the person, but we don't, but we ignore outliers. Sometimes we say, but not the way it's Kaladam. Uh, I, now, as we're saying this, I would think the Rashba would reject the Mishnaburah's distinction. The only question is, who would you be Mishar with? But that would be a Kula. It would definitely be a Kula for eight-year-olds, or five misses anyway. The question is, would you, would you establish it based upon the college students, which would be a very nice Kula for the adults, or would you establish it based upon the adults, which would be a Homer for the college students? People is a very large group, so it's hard to... Yeah. I, I understand. Kulsha so, but 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 what what's that? Take the meaning. How does that help? How do you judge by the meaning? That's my point. The Mishnah is not assuming like the Rashba. I think the Mishnah is not assuming like the Rashba. He's assuming that there's a whole variety of what it means to be Kovea. It depends upon what's normal for a person like you, an average you. That doesn't fit so well with the Rashba's idea that there is this uh, there is this platonic shear of 
you know, Kol Shachir and Kovan Olav, and any, because if it's not, then, then how is he, if, if it varies from group to group, it's not a min anymore. It's really just, it, it's a group, it's an individual writ large. Fine? I'm not sure I quite understand the distinction. Even if we say that it's defined by the high population, we're still saying that it's determined by the human experience. Um, you're saying even, what, what are, you, are you challenging the Rashbah? No, I just think that the fact that it's determined by a now smaller group of people, I don't think is categorically different. No, except for, sometimes it's by a smaller group of people. The problem is that you have different ones. Right? In other words, you have seven different shiurim as to what constitutes Kriyas. Which is based upon the people who happen to be eating it. But it's, not the, it's still not a shir in your mice. It's not that you are now doing an achila, therefore it's a shir achila. So it's still not, it's not, but it's, it's being driven by what someone in your per- situation typically would do as a shir achila. And Haraya, for you it's okay. For you it's three slices, and for me it's two slices, and for the little kid it's one slice. But I don't think I don't think I don't understand why in one of those anger to a person means you know didn't get out. I understand why. You would agree, the Rashba is acknowledging that if every person, if it was based upon each person for themselves, you agree there, he would, be, he would lose his argument. Right? It's no longer a min, it's really about how you're eating it. His whole argument is that despite the fact that for me, it's not Kriyasuda, but because it normally is for others, Kriyasuda, therefore, when, I eat, when I'm eating it uh, with Kriyasuda, that's a different min than when I eat what is typically a snack for people. So I buy that if you say that there are two, there, there, there's, there's a normal meal and there's a normal snack. But if once you start to vary it across populations, that is more like an individual writ large than a than one sheer, you know, writ slit. Okay, uh, but uh, whether we we can disagree on that, I I can so I agree. I think that the Mr. Brewer's argument that would be reject the Rashford would reject the Mr. Brewer's argument, um, but. Uh, but certainly, what, that's the argument the Rashba is making. Whether or not you think you could, uh, you know, deal with it on a more granular level of groups is a separate question. Rashba's argument is that since it's not determined purely by me as the individual, why I'm eating it, it means that the food takes on a different characteristic once it's a shear that acherim are kovin alafsud. Okay, that is, I think it's indisputable. That's why he is invoking it here. How you want to play that out, we could we could debate. Okay, the teidalacha. <laughs> so this is a very different argument. <clears throat> what is he saying here? This is this is more in the argument. This is more in the category of wishful thinking. <clears throat> I don't mean that as a pejorative, but um, this is more imaginative than his. Previous approaches. So, what is he arguing here? Shimmy? He changes that a share. He changes the share directa. You just translate. Uh, which is. Uh, at, uh, what is the Rashba's argument that there should be no change? There should, that, it, that when you go to Pacha speak a share, you don't change the Bracha, that you don't make a Bracha. Who is? You would have expected that the that the uh, that the chi of the you might have expected that when you eat kedei sriya, 
which would be the rice and you make shalash brachos, you might have expected that when you eat, not to the shiv, you eat a kazayas at the base of the shiv rabbana, you make it in shalosh, and then if you eat less than that, then you make a barn of But the fact that the shir, that the bracha is the same, whether you eat a shiv or rice or shiv rabbana, tells you that shiurim don't change brachos. Okay. Does it really tell you that? That's why I said it's wishful thinking. And this, what I mean by that is not when I want to tell you it's silly. Wishful thinking is he's arguing that, well, I might have expected it to be such a system. Maybe. But you could also say it's called the Tikkun Rabbanikin. There is a Tikkun. So this is the sheer, again, it's, it's not compelling. He's just suggesting that you, know, you might have expected it. That's, that's a wishful thinking. Lewis, can you say something? Right? Is he because remember, for him anyway, the bracha Rishon is all the same. Right now, he's talking about bracha Chorma. He's not. He's not discussed. And his principle applies across the board, but he's focused on bracha Chorma. Yeah, no, and no the Kesayis Kebeitza is bracha Samazo. In other words, that Gemara is talking about bracha Samazo. Yeah, there's no right to buy anything else. So maybe But that Gemara is explicitly talking yeah. about bracha Samazo. You don't have to. No, no, no. The whole point no. of the Tzitzit is that Chayzer are not themselves to expand the bracha to other, to, to a lesser to even lesser shir, where the Torah doesn't require them. I don't think it's anything to do with the Shita Because so, again, as we discussed earlier, Mein Shalosh, presumably, Midaraisa, we, we couldn't find it explicitly in the Rashba. Uh, I presume that if you hold that, bra- that bracha Achas Mein Shalosh is Daraisa, let's say on dates and on grapes, you have to eat today's fear. Um, it can't be more tal than bread. Right? Bread, assuming that you need, by bread, assuming, like most we show them, that you need Kedeshriya, I presume that, that if the Rashva and the Ritva who hold that, if they were to hold, which they may, that the Shir Daraisa for Berch Samasim is Kedeshriya, then the Shir Daraisa for Berch Samasim is also Kedeshriya. That, that, it's not logically compelling only in the sense that bread is normally eaten Kedeshriya, Grapes are not normally eaten today, Sia. I, I think I said this. I, pr- I said this. I know it's KJ this past Sunday, and I, we probably said this when when we learned the Mishnah and Dalid last semester that Rabbi Gamliel and the Chachamim, I would argue, may have a fundamentally different, possibly a totally different approach to Berachas uh, Hamazon. Um, Rabbi Gamliel sees it as a shevach for the Aretz, and the Chachamim see it for for sustenance. Uh, and if you adopt the so then, then the really the question about what the Rashba would hold by eating grapes today Sriya, the question would be does the Rashba understand that 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 in shalosh for the Rabbanon is life shalosh for the Rabbanon which is a meal, or does he understand that shalosh for the Rabbanon is a meal and in shalosh for the, for the Rabbanon is like Rabbi Gamliel's shalosh which doesn't require a meal, it doesn't require today Sriya. Again, it's not. It doesn't. It, we don't know what Rabbi Gamliel actually holds by eating grapes when you today see or not. Um, it's just hard to imagine. It's hard to imagine that Rabbi Gamliel thought that when the Torah was demanding you make a bracha chrona when you ate grapes, that it was only if you ate today sphere. Why? Because it's not normal that you eat grapes today sphere. It's just not normal. You don't. There's, there's a reason why the Rabbanon Shita makes a lot of sense within their position. If, they, if you say that you require Gdeshia, it is much more logical to say the bracha is limited to lachem. Just to say that it expands to the fruits, nobody eats fruits to Gdeshia as the main food. Um, 
The base I think, is, is subjective. That's, that's a good example. There, I think, we don't say this is sheer kvias. Kedeshviya means, I've had enough. It doesn't have to be a filagasa, but it's like, I'm full. Did you ever have such a starting point where eating less because I would be like your Kedeshviya? No, but you have a better question, which is, what if you've eaten... What if, well, I, this issue is discussed, what, what's the case? Some weird cases. What if you started a point where you're already not, you know, you've, uh, you've, you've uh, washed and benched, and you didn't have to be sphere. That's the garbani you do. And then you go and eat food, and now you eat, it's, that's, you could have a case where Kazai brings you less than the sphere. When you started out, you were already almost full. I don't know what the din is there. I don't know. We're going to learn Hilfus Grochus Hamasa. We're getting there. We're almost there in Halach Shir. So we will hopefully later this semester get to the seventh parak also. So hopefully we'll get to touch, although I think it's later in the parak, the whole discussion. So, okay. So the Rashbal claims that the fact that when I eat your shear, when I eat my shear of a snack, but it's most people's meal, that I have to make a bracha on it shows you that it's not a gabra issue, it's a chafsa issue, and hence, uh, hence, uh, you see that the food changes once, a, once it's, once it's the, uh, the amount that normally people eat for a meal. The fact that I'm not, my, the reason that I'm eating it doesn't play any role. What plays a role is how much food is there. That's what determines that it is or isn't part of regular pas. Okay. The, so the last one was wishful thinking. Okay. The ode. Right, which is this the flip side of the same question? Is it that they're going to make shinium? Why did they make shinium when you went from the rice to the rabbanon? And if they're not going to make shinium when they went to the rice to the rabbanon, why did they why did they bother to make shinium when you went for you know the shear the rabbanon to you know where you don't have the shear the rabbanon? Okay, it's the same. I don't think it's uh, the interest of ode, but it's really the the flip side of the same point. The ode. Yeah, in other words, if there's a bracha, midrabanon, and less than the shir kazayis kaveitza, why does the Gemara ba- So it's just two dinam drabanon. Now, there's midrabanon, and you can say Midrabanon, if you eat between kazayis or kaveitza and kaveitza, you make a alamech. You make a. a, 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 a um, you make silver uh, chasamasa. And if you eat less than kaveitza, less than a kazayis kaveitza, let's say if you take the raivid, you make a, uh, an alamech. Or some claim, I think in the Iri I saw quoted, says that the Ravid says you make a point of fashion. Either way, Midaraisa you only have to make a bracha ahrona if you ate Kadesvia. And Midrabana you have to make a bracha ahrona, whatever variety, even if you eat a kosher. So why does it say him diktiku alatma akilakadaisa That would suggest that even our Khumra, the Khum of Kla Yisrael, our our great Midas Hasidus was to reduce the Shia which you make a bracha ahrona from Kadesvia which we would much more, we less often make a bracha. Two, kezayis kebetza, where we will frequently make bracha, shacharis. But less than a kezayis kebetza, obviously there's no bracha at all. Okay. Umiman, go ahead. Umiman, go ahead. 
Hanal. What is he referring to here? It's closing the circle. The sheep that says that Midaraisit's desire to be against that Gemara that Chafam obeys. So, he says, once we've demonstrated that the Chafam obeys, that it makes no sense to reduce the bracha. And the same thing holds true, even if you hold that today that that uh, tzayis is the basis of the right side. Shouldn't change. Okay. Right, there's a Gemara's question here is why does he make a bracha at the end? Why weren't they bothered by the bracha before? The answer is because you don't need a shear for bracha Rishona, you only need a shear for bracha Achrona. And if you're less than a shear, there's no bracha at all. When he quotes Tosus here, it's true even to the Re, because here, because the Re never says that there's a food on which when you reduce the shear, you make a different bracha. The Re says that foods that are born of don't require a shear in the first place. Don't require them. The question is, is that can you extrapolate from that that foods that require something more than a bar nefashos get a bar nefashos if you have less than a shear? You guys have thoughts on that? Share your thoughts. I mean, I thought about it, but yeah. Okay, go ahead. formulation is correct. If you see a bar in the fashas is, well, this food doesn't merit a bir chasamazo name shalosh, but a bar in the fashas name. So then a food that generally requires a bir chasamazo or a bar in the fashas, or a shalosh, so when it has lost its lofty status, should be no less than the food, you know, uh, that, uh, that started out well, on a much lower level. It's not a compelling argument, but it is not an unreasonable argument either. But we have lots of situations where you know, life is full of risks where you, uh, where you where you go for something and if you, you had a safe option and if you choose not to take a safe option, you might wind up with nothing. Right? If it's fourth and two and you decide to go for it as opposed to kicking an easy field goal, so it's not like you have a chance to capture the three points if you're going for fourth down fails. That's the way it works. So, well, sorry for those who don't understand the... Uh, I apologize for those who are the the truest nerds in the share, as opposed to most of the rest of us who are nerds, like because uh, the truest ones don't even know what I'm talking about. But bottom line is, life has opportunities where sometimes it's not like you can have the have the safe option and then go for more. You have to decide. It's, it's like you know an SAT answer. You know, uh, they you get it. Kind of real anymore. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. If not, we do vote him. Would you read this, virus? First day we first day we rearranged the scale. They, they shifted it to pretend that Americans weren't getting dumber. And then, Mammoths, right? If you guess well, no, no penalties anymore. What, what's next? They're going to do open book and essay uh, I know, I it online now. Anyway, so, <laughs> right. the bottom line is, it's not, it's not, it's not compelling, but it's not, it's not unreasonable either. Jake, you say something? Because something to rush by, like, you would never change the buffer for something. 
Well, co- correct. Now, that, that was Eitan's point, that it, it depends how you look at Bari Nefashas. If Bari Nefashas is Meyukhat for certain Minim, then you're correct. But if it's a catch-all, anything that didn't merit, that wasn't Zorichat for Shalosh or Me'in Shalosh, so then, okay, so the Shalosh Me'in Shalosh are totally lofty Madreka, and when they come down from the perch, so it's a big Bari Nefashas on them. And also, you could have said from the Tosfos's answer that Negative way, but not that not really we see this like way, but not really we see this like way, but not in the sense that it's uh, negative. Well, how do you see Tosfos one second? Tosfos says it's Canadian. Oh, well, that, that's if you reject the ring. That's yeah. if you, but in, in, in his concept, Tosfos full conception of Bereshit is that it's Canadian. That, that's just that's exactly Eitan's point. If Bereshit is for other foods like Bereshit, but like Algeth and is for wine, or you know, Algeth for beef and fruits. So then, it makes no sense to, firstly, the bracha should have the same stat, it's just a different bracha, but if you stand the same rules of shirim, but you would also say that you couldn't make a bar on those other foods. Right? That would make no sense to make a bar on wine less than a shir, because bar is the bracha for now wine stuff. That, that's exactly what Eitam was saying. That if it's a if it's casual bracha, then it could catch everything. It can catch its own foods, whatever the shir, it can catch catch higher foods with a, with a powerful sneaker share. Uh, what is Bari Nefashas, by the way? Uh, which of the two is it more likely to be? The catch-all, or it's a standalone, right? Once we explain the T-Rapos, the sequence of the Gemara, but Dalim Bey suggests that it's catch-all. Right? Bari Nefashas is expanding from, well, nothing, it was a Vitarfans, Bacha, Rishon, and water, to flesh, things, things that come from animals, to all other foodstuffs, so that's a fine point, that all other foodstuffs, there was a bracha of alaretzah peros for the main foodstuffs, and now we're expanding it. And finally, it goes to water. So it seems it's not a progress, it's just, uh, you know, everything should have a bracha. Actually, the bracha also reflects, like, a certain like, Well, that's why I think they originally took it from meat and yeah, chicken, fish, and eggs. Exactly. But, that, but that's more specific. Yeah. But later, obviously, it's moving away from that. By the way, what does that bracha mean? Does anybody have any idea? My wife asked me this week. Boris Nefashos Rabos, that I understand, he created many living beings. The Ches Ronan. This is... That's the drush that's waiting to happen. I realize that my wife is talking... Oh, you mean their cavities? Like the physical ones? Ches no, no. means they're Ches Ronan. God created all the all the, all beings yeah. and their weaknesses. Does it mean like they're easy? Correct. Yeah. No, 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 no. Chesronan is like I think. So, so Rabbeinu Yonah explains the bracha. Rabbeinu Yonah is probably in the uh, last sugya of the parish. Rabbeinu Yonah says uh, like Ach Komach Sorcha Alai. And if I know where that pasuk is, oh, Ronnie's not here. I can't remember. Where's that pasuk? Ach Komach Sorcha Alai. I believe it's a pilegish together. Mach Sorcha are your needs. So God created uh, those. The words are semantically related, right? Needs. What are needs? Needs are things that you are lacking, so you need them, right? And if things that you're lacking could also be your flaws, character, you know, traits that you're lacking. But it means, right? Very explains. Quote that pasuk, meaning God creates all living beings and the things they need to sustain them. And then. First of the Atunas Sons, I was making so crazy looking into them. What's in the Al Koma? Shemara. In the Gemara. 
Well, you have to check the say I don't know what the say said. I said Barasa. Well, some have Barasa. It depends on who's talking to God. Uh, but, but the Barasa is a very odd Barasa. What? What? Oh, if you're talking to, to God. God, second person, or as opposed to third person. Oh, gotcha. So, but even what does that mean in the bracha? I understand. For any fresh shlavas of chesaron, al komash abara lachayos klam nefesh kochay baruch elamet. And by the way, I forget to point out, maybe it's in Yerushalmi. They used to be chosem with shem umalchus at the end. With shem, Hashem at the end. We don't. The bracha is not long enough. They say baruch atah Hashem chayelamet. I think it's just meaning meaning you're blessing the. God that was glorious in the Hashanah's Kesaranam, all Shema Shavar, meaning on all that he created, which is for the fulfillment of... So, the, it's almost like two separate sentences. So, number one, because he created the Kesaranam, and Al-Koma Shavar Al-Hayos Bahem, for all the things that he created to sustain them, Al-Hazman uh, Nashvachai, Baruch Hayalamim. It's like two brachos, just to divide together. Well, I, I mean, first, I mean, the first you're saying who you're blessing, and then... For what you're blessing. Except for when you say Bari Nefesh Shlavas you already imply what you're thanking God for. It would have been quite, you're saying it should have said Bari Nefesh Shlavas Alkal Masha Bara Lachayot it's understood that there's a problem either way understood the Alkal Masha Bara Lachayot Bari Nefesh Shlavas and then we would say Bari Nefesh So it's funny we make the bracha so many times that we don't even think about what it means because that's what happens when you start making bracha mm-hmm. when you're young you don't really, you know, you're, you're thanking God for everything, right? It's been Lewis? Well, no, I don't think so. Um, because it, unless the Nusach of the Bracha change, the Chesronan means that it has to be Tori Nefashos Rabos are us. Otherwise, Chesronan would make no sense. I mean, unless you say that God created the fish and its food, or the animals and their food. I mean, that, you could be fun with that. And their food. Right. Well, he created the animals and their food, and then uh, the alkal mashal Yeah, it doesn't work so well that way. I think the, you know the mitzvah still has to be fresh shabbos is us. It's the, the idea that they made uh, that uh, just on animal stuff was fun because it's a, that that's the point. They're playing off the fresh shabbos, um, but that's not shot in the bracha, not shot in the bracha. But the the darshan, the darshan that's waiting on the other time is uh, is to is to allow us to be at peace with ourselves that we are flawed human beings. Because oh. God created Barnefashus Rabbas for Cheskara. You have to, you know, Dvush, Dvush, my sheer assistant doesn't have a, an ear for Dvush. Or he has a block in his head that categorically checks it. But good Dvush is wonderful. <laughs> it captures the truth in the world, even if it's not the shot in the words. Remember, Pardis. It, it captures the truth except for the thing that it seems to be explaining. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a litigious soul. He has a car. If anybody happens to be walking by any storefronts in Yerushalayim and sees them selling souls, please pick one up. It is just funny. What is the truth value of Gersh like that? It's the truth value of all Medrash Chazal. It's the Medrash, not the... It's the, it's the message, not the, not the vehicle. It's just sometimes you get rash, which is curable of shot. Um, but it's an art. It's an art. You know the famous story, I'm sure I told it to you, of the archer, the Hasidish Rebbe. He asked them, how is it, they asked the Rebbe, how is it the Magad? How is your voice such perfect stories? So he says, let me tell you a story. Once upon a time, I, I chanced upon an archer 
who had finished shooting the arrows, and all the arrows were like right in the middle of the target. I said, how do you do that? He said, you have to understand. First I shoot the arrows, then I draw the target. That's all. You have to understand that. Um, doing it through medrash is, a more power, is often a very powerful. It can often be very powerful. The closer it is to shot, the more powerful it tends to be. Or the more clever it plays on words, also, like, that is the best double on time, I think, for rabbinic literature, right? What does it mean, it's a mission Nagaim, which says that a Kohen can, you can do a Kohen's Nagaim, you can look at your fathers, your brothers, your sisters, your mothers, your, your sons, your daughters, Nagaim, and make a pronouncement, but you can't look at your own. But that is one of the most powerful statements about human nature in the world, that people can see every, all the flaws except for their own. You like that shape, don't you? Well, you, you know, the Hassan Sofa originally actually might have, someone claims he said it in the context of Hadith, but, but yes, correct, but, uh, um, but that, that, that's, a, that's a polemical position. Um, whereas, call, where someone could dispute that and say, well, no, maybe we shouldn't go that way. Whereas, call the gun, rather, is a basic truth about human nature, which is essentially indisputable. And it's, it is manifest in halacha, not just in this context. Well, well you ask, you're asking really, this is the challenge for the Darshan, it's the challenge for every, every firm Jew who is committed to living his life, at, you know, not socially as an Orthodox person, but living as a servant of God. And, and, and in particular, the person who's a darshan is when are you confusing? When are you confused about God's messages? When are you wearing blinders and you can't hear what God is trying to say to you? You're correct that the darshan starts with a truth that he assumes to be a truth. Now, a god of Israel, you know, whether it's halacha or not halacha, it's not being informed by I want to find the kula here. It's being informed by a broader sense of the situation, both in terms of the specifics, the mechanics, and the values. Like when it comes to aguna, Rosh once said to me, when it comes to holding a mayim shame and so. So, Midaraisa, even my, you know, my family's office, a woman falls, falls off, a woman's husband falls off the ocean line into the Atlantic Ocean, um, and, he, and he can't find his body, she's not allowed to remarry. Because it's a Mayan Shem Sof, because you never know. Maybe he washed up alive on the shores of Europe, or on the shores of America, you can't see it. If he, if he falls into a lake where you can see all of the shore at once, and you see he doesn't come up after a certain amount of time, even if you can't find the body, that's called Mayan Shem Shem Sof. So, Mayan Shem Shem Sof, the woman is free to marry. So the din of Mayim himself is a din Rabbanon. It's a zero mid Rabbanon. Because, mid you follow rope. And if that falls in the Atlantic Ocean, it's true, you can't see the, the shores of every single land body that abuts the Atlantic Ocean, which would be every land body in the world, because you could swim over the Pacific Ocean. But nonetheless, so, so mid for sure she's permitted to marry. In Rabbanon, they were so mocked by Eshish, because of Manzeris, etc. Therefore, they said that, that you can't do so. But, so Shafter once said to me, he said, but, the, the whole idea is, is, the, is the post-sex responsibility when he has a shyness to try to turn a mind shame on himself into a mind shame on himself. Right? So it's a system that's set up to convey one value, but the post-sex job is to try to, quote-unquote, it doesn't rig the system, but try to fit things, and they don't always succeed, into the framework of, ah, we can see this as a mind shame on himself. Um, you, you had this by the World Trade Center. Right? None of you are old enough to remember this. Right? But that was the big issue you had. You didn't have bodies for the most part. Someone went to work. How do you know whether or not, I'm sure, not as other Trumpers, I'm sure there are probably a couple of individuals on 9-11 who weren't in the World Trade Center but decided they wanted a new start in life. They wanted to leave their families behind, whatever it was, and they took the opportunity of the assumption that they were dead to go start a new life. I would be shocked if you didn't have a couple of individuals so that was the case. 
So, so but the hostin had to, you know, try to figure out how to be matir those hakunas. So we didn't know whether the husband was dead or not. Why didn't we know? Probably they were dead, right? Because 99 out of 100 days, when they leave the house, they go to work, and they've never heard from them again, and they, and they work in the World Trade Center, and the World Trade Center collapsed, right? But you don't have a body. So, but the postage job is to get to some place. So I think generally, postage operate with, and Darshanim, operate with a set of facts and, and values, uh, but the, the challenge of a Darshan in this particular case is to make sure to check himself, you know, uh, is his value correct? Once he's decided the value, he'll figure out what the question is. <laughs> that's not the problem. The but, but the real challenge is, am I seeing the world right? So, okay. Any questions about Russia? Uh, I, I just want to make one comment. Again, some of you know my style. To point. I'm not afraid to step out uh, on tangents of this in nature of learning because I, I view the important the role of Talmud Torah is to increase your Hashemayim. So the vehicle that the yeshiva world has chosen, which we operate in, is to do Torah Shvalpeh in a classic sense, but to neglect agada and Agadah in Yadah. When you're doing that, to me, this is the, the, the primary point of Talmud Torah. The Gemara Yoma tells us that the purpose of Talmud Torah is the gateway to answer the Chatzar, the Chatzar is your um, And I, I will tell you that I think sometimes agada is more conducive to generating your Hashemayim than halacha is. You know, Cook once commented that the ethics of a man on the street are sometimes more refined than the person in the base medrash. Because the guy in the base medrash just says this and this, and he figures out all the coolers and I could do it this way, and I'm not technically cheating, and da 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 da. Whereas the person in the street understands what's honest and what's not honest, whether or not you could find some justification. Halacha, by its very nature, teaches us to draw very fine lines. It demands that we draw very fine lines, whether these are ethics issues or just Hilchas Brachas issues. But the danger is you start to get in that mode of thinking when you get into the realm of how you treat other people and, and, your, and your ethics and honesty, and that's the real danger. Agada speaks to the heart, not to the fine shape of the mind. Ask me the next question. Wait, after you add this question. Okay. Fine. So now, now it's time to go to war. The writer, the Valmore and the writer. Ephraim <coughs> is defending the editors of the, uh, of the Ozvahad Shas. Um, the original uh, editors of the Vilna Shah censored the Raivet. And then, when they first taught the Kasach Shamizah censor, when the, when the Ozvahadar people originally published the Ozvahadar, they didn't reset the riff. So they published the riff as is with the impossible to read, the Hamas. And then they published in three columns, uh, pages separately, the Bahamor, the Kasach Sham, and Hasagas the Rabban. Uh, and there they didn't censor. But when they put it back now and they said, hey, they once again censored. So all the nasty things the writer has to say about the Balamor are basically got neutered. But it's fun to read in the Kasa Shem for some of us because you get to see the writer was a slightly colorful figure in his language. But here, here he only says, number one, describes the Balamor as a chasar tivunos. Uh, and then a, a, a sentence later describes how instead of creating Ma'or, he creates Ophel. So those are relatively tame. Okay. So, what's that? So the Balamor, you know, it's worth noting. I probably said this last semester. I'll say for you. you. May know this already. Someone told me that they, they once asked Lichtenstein what he thought about the harsh rhetoric that Michelle sometimes used. And was this rhetorical or was this like was there something more real to it? And he said what I was told. The answer he gave was that, uh, as an aside, if you look in the Sefer, the Chafetz Chaim, 
is a true of the Chavis Yara that he prints right at the beginning, which I think talks about this. I don't know what the Chavis Yara says, but it's printed separately. I, think, I, I want to say it's in Kofton Gimel, but I can't just be mixing pieces of data in my head. But it's like printed, say, for the Chavis time right at the beginning, because you're going to say nasty things about one another. Um, but Ravil Finstein said he thought generally it was just rhetorical. It wasn't meant that way, except for maybe the Raven and Bahamor. Because the Raven and Bahamor learned together uh, when they were young. Uh, they're both Chachbe Favans, and there are references, as I mentioned before, where the Raven, one, one place that at least the Raven says, uh, that which he said isn't his, meaning he stole from me and it's wrong. I said it in my youth and it's wrong. Um, so the Raven, the, there does seem to be a much greater degree of personal animosity between the Raven and, and the Balmor based upon his comments than, let's say, the Raven and the Rambam, who were not, you know, the Raven didn't know the Rambam personally, he knew his work, but it's not like he, you know, he and the Rambam used to drink coffee on the French Riviera, you know, Pastier. It's not, that wasn't the case. Okay. There's a lot of these, like, medieval, like, treatises about the human philosophy or, like, commentaries on other people. And they'll say, like, our great teacher, like, Prescott, for example, Kasper Prescott will say, our great teacher, the, the author of the, of the Mishnah Torah, or whatever, and then they'll just proceed to talk about the Rambam who's completely wrong with everything. So. Yeah. So that, that's showing respect and disagree. Exactly, here, yeah. here it's like, I'm going to get my feelings known. So I, I even think of this a funny case because I, it's the reason, obviously, why the writer has to chime in. But this is one of those rare cases where the Balhamor doesn't attack the Rif. There's no Mohammos here because there's nothing for the Mohammos to do. His job generally is to defend the Rif against the Balhamor's attacks and to show why the Rif Shita is either correct or at least plausible. Um, but here there's nothing to do because the Balabar says I think the Rift is right and I have some other rise to the Rift and of course the Rift is right but the right has a very different sheet so let's start with the Balabar first thank you very much let's get a break now and um, uh, the other time sure Balabar Balabar um, so, Bata Lashiura, now the key part is La'achra Mai Mavarech. Those yeah. are the three words that are not in our Gemara, but make it clear. Michlal. From that, if the Gemara is only asking the question on La'achra, then obviously, Lafana, Bechodu, Bayabracha. Okay, so that's, the, that's what the risk, the risk says. It's Mashma, Shamina um, Minah. He doesn't really tell us how, but if he had those words, which we, I guess, we can't tell, but if he had those words, then it's clearly how we know Shemini Minah. And that's what the Balamor says. There's a, there's a, a yourselves that are explicit. But the Ika, the Kashalai. So that's what the Mishnah says. Thing, anything that requires a bracha afterwards requires a bracha before. Mm-hmm. But the things that require Bori Nishamas Rabbas. You know why? Because how do you know you make a bracha on uh, on smell? The Gemara is going to say, Kala Nishama Halaya Halaya. What is that which the guf is not nana but the Nishama is nana? Huh. So it could have made a bracha of Bori Nishamas Rabbas. Okay. But we don't make it, but there's no bracha for an Abbasaman. So the question he asked is, Nukma, that would have been the obvious answer. When you have a shir shalem, you make a bracha of course, you make a bracha of But if you have less than a shir, you make a bracha of there's no bracha of uh, Okay. 
So when the Mishnah is ta- says that anything that requires a bracha before, require, afterwards requires before, but the things require before afterwards, it doesn't mean every scenario. It means every type of thing that you make a bracha on. So if it has a bracha chona, it's a simon that has bracha rishona. But the things you make a bracha rishona, you make bracha chona. So we're not talking about the sheer of how much you eat. So if I'm still healthy, and that's why the Gemara says the Mutemai, Shir doesn't help you. We want to know what kinds of things do you make a bracha rishona on, but you don't make a bracha chona categorically. And the answer then is Rechoni. Now, we'll read it when we get there. We'll see when we get there. Does the writer disagree with the Balhamor here on this point? <laughs> well, I couldn't figure out how what the writer said here had anything to do with what he said with the Rashba. Sorry, I have no idea. My friend, what do you think? He thinks that it's so obviously not a Kasha, and the answer is so obviously, why are you going to ask it? But basically, he's right. <laughs> well, well, yes. I mean, he, what he does add is that you can prove from context. You, the other Mishayas in that sequence. You, you might wonder what this is doing in Masechah's Nida. Did you wonder that? It's, it's a tangent in the Mishayas. I think that uh, I think that the Mishnah starts out by talking about in puberty there are Simanim Elyonim, the Simanim Tachtonim. On simanum uh, in the lower part of the body, in the in the in, in the area of the reproductive organs, in the pubic area, and then there's simanum on top uh, for both for, for men and for women. Different, obviously, different simanum that indicate puberty. So I think I think that's what triggers it in that the sequence is that um, it starts out originally that that if you, if you find the simanum el, you know the simanum atachon has come. You can have the simanum elyon. Have a raw, but you can have the simon tafto, and it's really determined by the simon tafto. Yeah. But you can have the simon tafto arrive, and the simon elyon hasn't arrived yet, and it's probably true. I mean, in the seas. <coughs> so, um, so it, it's there. It's in that parak, I believe, uh, that um, that it's, you can have a, a implies b, but b doesn't imply a. Or right. So that's what, I think it's part of that sequence. So that's how they get there. So it has nothing to do with Masechus Nida. So, anyway, but there are other things in that sequence where they talk about, for example, I think the writer refers to anything that's high in payah is high in maizos. The things that are high in maizos that are high in payah. Mm-hmm. Any of you know what's high in payah? No, no, no. That's the first two words of Mishnah. Koshu ochel, venishma, vigidulam and atarka, ulakitasel ke'echad, and there's one more criteria. There are things which are five in Meiser, but not in Peah? Yes. Peah requires five things. I'm not going to go. There has to be Ochel, Mishpah, Gedulam, and Akarka, Machnis, Lekim, and Lekitas, Oka, Achad. In Meiser, does it? Meiser only requires Ochel, Mishpah, Gedulam, and Akarka. Oh, okay. So, definitionally, anything that, any species that is Chayiv in Peah is Chayiv in Meiser. Because if you have all five characteristics, you have all three characteristics. But you can have something that's high in maizer, like vegetables, which are not, which weren't the kikasokafas; they were gathered sporadically, and therefore the high in maizer is not high in peah. So what is this Mishnah talking about? Because high maizer, high in peah, peah high maizer, but yeshah high in maizer, and you're high in peah. It's talking about min. So the writer says, of course, it's talking about min. But yes, he doesn't argue fundamentally the Balamor on that. He just has to say, well, it's so obvious that, like he thinks he's said a chiddush here, not a chiddush. Okay. I can't see, by the way, any other Risho that I'm aware of doing that. It's like, okay, you would say, you got that part right. Nope. 
Okay. In fact, is there any is there any raya that he if he doesn't like that he doesn't like the way the Bible he doesn't like the Yerushalmi he thinks the right degree okay that he thinks other he would be arguing with any Yerushalmi but he's arguing the Bible had to be the Yerushalmi and instead he has to bring his own raya's okay so continue in the Bible more so that was the Brisa, and Hasivim, they asked the question. What does that mean? It's not for for uh, bread, it's for like, um, other shivarim. Well, it, okay, it means that it's not talking about shiur, it's talking about species. Yeah. If you require birchas hamazon afterwards, then you require hamotzi before. If you don't require birchas hamazon, there will be no hamotzi before. Is the rabbi going to agree with that? Well, the Balamor doesn't really spell out what he's thinking, but yeah. I suspect the Rabbit disagrees with the Balamor how to read this line in the Ushami too. I mean, the Rabbit has, has a simpler reading. He doesn't explicitly say whether he's using it. He doesn't well, the Balamor doesn't tell us exactly, which is part of the Rabbit's complaint. Yeah. I think the Balamor didn't tell us because it probably was obvious to us. But that's why he says he didn't create Ma'or instead he created Ma'or. Because he didn't explain he didn't explain things. He A got it wrong, and B he didn't explain the answer of the Ushalmi. Okay. By the way, it's not that the uh, the Balamar was incapable of responding. What is it? Is it the um, is it Hilchos Nida the Balay Nefesh Sharei that I think the Balamar says I goes on? If I'm not mistaken. Then the Rambam edited. Sorry, the Rambam edited the book. What's that? Then the Rambam re-edited it. So the, what? It was, it was put together in the Rambam manuscripts. The Rambam wrote it. Or wrote two separate editors afterwards. His own work, you mean? Yeah. Okay. Fine. Sent it into the editor. Okay. Right. Letters to the editor by the Baltimore. All right. So, um, did he ever retract or he clarified? Um, I think he retracted in some places, but he had some of the body that isn't so great. Why not? I believe that okay. he started in Dutch Revolution. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Um, Okay, so it proves the Yushal risk point that less than a share requires a bracha Rishon. Okay. I'm going to read the writer's response to this. I told you, I envisioned the writer sitting on the beach, the French Riviera, because that's where he lived, Provence. Southern France on the Mediterranean and sipping his martini while he was scribbling notes against the Bahamar. <coughs> okay. <laughs> yes, the writer had time because he was a wealthy businessman, so he took a break. He took a he took a long vacation. The writer's a saga. So the writer writes. Don't you, I wish I could meet these people. Every like just to watch them would have been like amazing. So 
Remember also that these were not ordinary people. If you were a Rishon for the most part, maybe not even for the most part, maybe completely, and your work survived, um, you know, it's not like today. Say, you know, most of what is published is Balkashkas on the paper and the ink. Uh, I feel a, a paraphrase slightly aligned with the Marshal and his introduction attacking the, uh, the um, Miguel Uz on the Rambam. Um, but, but today, lots of direct gets published because it's cheap to publish and you find somebody, you know, who wants to dedicate a safe in somebody's memory and, you know, and if, you're, if they think you're a big rabbi, so you give them brachas too. Um, but, uh, Parnassa, of course. Uh, read Parnassa, so you can pay for the next book. But, in, in all seriousness, once upon a time, for the works to, firstly, ink and paper was not easy to come by, and the stuff had to be copied and survived. It generally was worth, uh, you know, it was worth preserving. So I, I, it's probably true about the Raiva and the Bahamor, but I always say about the Ramban, the Ramban was a super genius. He really, like the Ramban, you know, would have been a super genius. We recognize him as that today as well. Um, it, it, it's easy to kind of forget that you just learn the text. Ramban was really like, Unbelievable. Okay, and it's probably true for really most of the Rishon, if not all the Rishon. These were not these were not representative of your average Jew at the time. Okay, so the writer says, Kostum Sham. Ah, nobody wants to read right. They're afraid that if you read it wrong, in Shemayim he's going to be making sure you get Malchus with the pulse of the Nura. And I have to read the right. And you have to explain it. Amar Avraham, Umigamara Bilan, Nami You can prove the point that any amount requires a bracha rishona from our gemara, meaning the Bible. Yeah. Not our gemara brachas. Midaminan v'meseches sukkah uchshenasu lo l'rabbi tzadu ochel pachos mikabeitza. When they gave him food, which means translate bread, less than a kabeitza. <coughs> he put it in a wrapped it in a cloth which means he didn't wash the tila shadayim he ate it outside the sukkah because it wasn't a kriyas it wasn't it was a tila shadayim he didn't make a bracha afterwards now stop for one moment why did he make a bracha afterwards because Rabbi Tzedek obviously held like either Rabbi or Rabbi Huda, depends which version you have, that the shear of Birch HaSamazot is Kibetzah. Yeah. We passed in Kazayas, but there's a Mahlokas Rabbi Rabbi Huda, it's a question of which who says which, and Rabbi Tzedek held that the shear was Kibetzah. Mm-hmm. So he had less than a Kibetzah, which means he could bench. He was willing to wrap it in a napkin to eat it. That's a question of what it means. He tur map ala ochle truma, etc., and it's called Achila Sarai, so Eid Chutzel Sukkah. You know, if you want to have a devil dog and you don't want to go to the sukkah for it, well, the devil dog might reach Kabeza. That's, I think, the shit that we use for that. I'm not mistaken, we use Kabeza, don't we? Not a Kazayas. I think. For what? For definition of Achila Sarai, Achila Sarai. I don't think we use the definition of Teva that we do by Passam of the Kisten. Well, let's say you had a mini, yeah, half a yodel. Let's say it's a Kazayas, but not a Kabeza. So I think the base is the shear for sukkah. Maybe it's not. Maybe we do allow a large shear. I'm not sure. Maybe the kibetzah here is only because of bircha samasa, uh, not because of sukkah. Anyone tried to bring in the dough like that? What's that? Anyone tried to bring in the dough like that? Oh, because of bircha. Okay. Okay. I did. I have learned that. I have learned that tomorrow. I don't remember it well enough. But. 
Okay, so now the writer says, Vahapachos mika beta, kapachos mika zayas mishavi lei, desvir lei kerebi Yehuda. Obviously, Rabbi Tzedek calls it Rabbi Yehuda, that the shear is kebeza as opposed to kezayis. So it's really the, the minimum shear for berchasamazon. He had less than the shear that requires a bracha farna, but he still required a bracha rishona. So that's raya number one for Rabbi Tzedek. The fact that he, made a bracha, he didn't make a bracha afterwards implies he made a bracha before. And the, the dividing line was the, the shear that's required for bracha farna. Then he says, in addition, If a woman is just tasting the food, it doesn't require bracha. The hamat emes is pachos mikashiru. As the Gemara says, it has to be less than a revius. That's the that's the shir for shtia. Umat emes the lo bolamidi who the lo bai bracha ha'uchva ki hagadna bai bracha because if less than a shir never required a bracha, then why would it be that a matemes in a sricha bracha? Matemes means less than a revius. So if you eat less than a shear, a revius of liquid, a kezais of food, if you eat less and it doesn't require a bracha rishona, why would being matemes make it any different? The fact that the Gemara says matemes in a sricha bracha because she spits it out, which not everybody agrees to, but that's the right exposition. So certainly, and this I think the Rama would agree to, that if you ate, not for te'ima purposes, if you ate less than a kasayis, you have to make a bracha uh, rishama. Yeah. And in fact, for the Rama, it's even clearer, because the Rama says matemes swallows, less than a revius, doesn't have to make a bracha. But if you were eating, you would have to make a bracha. That's very clear. I think the right vehicle is not unreasonable, even if you disagree with the right about glia. Right? For the the might say that the difference between matemes and afila is when you swallow when you don't swallow. The Ramah understands the difference between the two is what's your purpose in doing so. Now, here the Raivid may be coming to Afuke and the Shita of, I got it wrong yesterday, if I mentioned here, the Shita of Achaigos, Achamishav, the author of the Shilpas. We don't have the original source for this. Uh, it's quoted by the Kolbo uh, that, that, that the Rabachai's position was. You do not require a bracha if you eat less than a shir. Even a bracha rishon. One can assume as a given he didn't have our gersh in the gemara. You know the gersh that must be shown that. That would make it very difficult. But the raya says that that is another raya. It's another raya that you uh, that you don't require that you require a bracha rishon. But umin hayushalmi shekasavzeh in mochiach. I'm going to keep you in suspense. This is a very difficult next few lines that are going to follow. We will not finish it if we only have eight or seven or eight or nine minutes. So the writer is about to say that he's misreading the Yerushalmi, and the Yerushalmi proves absolutely nothing what the Balamor is trying to prove. We know how the Balamor read the Yerushalmi, how we read the Yerushalmi. That less than a kezayis of bread requires no brechasamazah, but requires a bar hamotzidach menarit. And that was the Gemara's question. And the Gemara's answer was, you're correct, it's true, but when we said that anything that requires brechasamazah requires, any that doesn't require brechasamazah doesn't have a mozi before, we meant, meaning, it means that you eat grapes. Uh, or maybe you eat pasta babakisu. And you're not kodayasuda, so you make a bracha achlona, which is not shalosh brachos, therefore the bracha mishona is not hamotzidach menarit. If you want to get a hamotzidach menarit, 
it has to be a food on which you would potentially make uh, shalosh brachos afterwards if you ate a requisite share. Any questions? Okay.